Hey guys, what up, what up? This is your girl, Model E, the host of the E and Friends podcast. And I want to welcome you to another solo dolo. So this is the first podcast of 2020. Thank you guys for your continued listening of the E and Friends podcast. I am greatly appreciated for you guys. I hope that you all had a wonderful new year as I did. Um, let's continue to be great and make this thing work for us, you know? All right, so tonight with this solo dolo, I have a very great conversation for you guys. And I posted this question on Facebook and I have got a lot of reactions. And quite frankly, I figure, you know, I just have to give this to the people. Um, sorry for the podcast being a little late. But um, you may find my voice maybe a little a little shaky. Um, I, my throat is hurting. I think the little bug is trying to get in my throat. Ian Friends well, Podcast. Not He's already in there, but he won't get too far because I'm about to handle this and take care of this because I do not like to be sick. Because first of all, I am not a person who likes to take medication. Who out there doesn't like to take medication? I don't like to take medication. I really don't like to put anything in my body I'm more of a let it works itself out girl you know even now from having my kids I did not want any type of medicine in my body so I had all my babies natural so um I, I just don't like it you know and a lot of people can't tolerate it so they have to get it but um the only time I'm gonna get medicine is unless it's a life or death situation <laughs> All right, guys. So tonight, um, I'm, for you, for you who know me, know that I do not like to get in the debates of political um, and religion debates. But I am going to read um, a, a couple verses from the Bible tonight because it goes with what um, I would like to talk about. And I am going to talk a little bit about the relationships, um, about some submit. Uh, being submissive. Um, and also, I had a question that I proposed on Facebook, and it was um, about marriage. And it was about, do you think some marriages survive only by force? You know, I asked the people, what are some things that keep people in marriages? And so I would like to get a little bit of that. So before we start the show, I want to go ahead and I want to read Ephesians um, 5 verses 22 through 24. And it's called wives and husbands. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Now as the church submits to Christ, so wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. And I wanted to give you guys a little bit of those Ephesians um, because what I want to talk about is submit and being submissive. There is a lot of things going around on the internet and they're talking about being submissive to their husbands and what are, are you talking about when you're in a marriage or are you just in a relationship? What does that submissiveness mean and how far do you take that submissiveness 
All right, so let's go through the definition of submission. I have three definitions, and the first one is a legal agreement to submit to the decisions of arbitrators. Two, the condition of being submissive, humble, or compliant. And number three, an act of submitting to the authority or control of another. Now, when we hear the word control, we often think negative, right? A lot of people do. Very seldom you get a person that said, oh no, well my first you know, instant didn't went to negative. And, um, and, and a lot of time, like us as women, authority, you know, we oftentimes don't do too well about that. And especially if we have a man that who was supposed to lead us is not in the position to lead us. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some women out there who is very much the authoritative figure than the man. And that's okay. That's your relationship. It works that way. But I know for me, for what I've seen, what I have grown up with is that the man has always been the provider. And yes, decades have changed. Centuries have come. And I know things are changing. And the man doesn't always go out and provide now. You know, we are kind of more like equal. We're more like 50-50. Women go out and work and we also make decisions as well. But let's get back to the church. Now, the church says to submit. And that's what we read in our Bibles. You know, that's what we have been told. So is this definition in the Bible of submit is the correct meaning? And when I say it's the correct meaning is because I'm talking about today, you know, a lot of us, or let's say millennials, we don't look as marriage as, oh, I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have kids. You know, I'm supposed to have this great career and I'm supposed to have a family. This is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, to be honest, a lot of us don't think like that these days. Um, you know, for me, I am in my 30s and I love the idea of being married. This is my second marriage. My first marriage, I always say I don't count it, but I I guess I have to count it. But it wasn't a long marriage, but it wasn't the right marriage. So I tried again. And this time, you know, I am happy. I love who I'm with and I love seeing my husband, you know. I absolutely love it. But to give you a little background of me, um, I grew up Methodist. When I was young, um, I used to go to church mainly about every Sunday. I mainly went to church with my grandmother. Um, it, It was a few of us who used to go to church a lot. And it was me, my grandmother, and you know, my aunt, she used to go to church. So those were the two women, you know, influence on my life that known for Christ, you know, that actually went to church. And so I stick with church. And as I got older, like during my high school years, um, I started going to church by myself, you know, and especially after my grandmother passed away a few, you know, a few years ago, well, prior to her passing away, um, you know, she wasn't able to go to church or whatever. So I used to go to church by myself, you know, and now it's a little different. I 
really, as I got older, I really haven't found a church in my area that I can kind of, you know, feel real comfortable with that I can call, you know, my home, my church home. So that's where I'm at now, you know, with Christ. So as I got older, you know, I know how to read, I know how to understand, and I know how to interpret things myself. So therefore, I don't really base what the religion is off what people say, because if you notice, or if you a person that noticed that when you go around to different church and you have different pastors, um, oftentimes when they read from the Bible, uh, sometimes it can be a little contradicting. You know, they do not stay on the subject of the exact meaning of what the word means. But what is the exact interpretation of the words in the Bible? You know, they say that, you know, one man witnessed all this stuff and he goes and he writes this book. How do we know that? How do we know that all this stuff is true? And I know some of you may argue with me, you know, a lot of you religious people out there will argue and be like, well, how can you say that? You know, how could you say that about our Lord, our God, you know? And like I say, you know, I'm older now. I can interpret things on my own. Okay, I'm sorry, I sidebar. So let's go back to when I was talking about that I grew up in the Methodist church. And so um, as I got like in my, right after high school, um, I actually, I had married my first husband and he was a member of the Church of Christ. And for those of you who do not know Church of Christ, um, Church of Christ is, I'm not gonna say a cult, I'm not going to say that, but they do things differently from your Methodist, your Baptist church. They do not play any instruments. Um, they believe that the women should be quiet and the men do everything in the church. Now, is something wrong with that? No, there isn't anything wrong with that because I was a member of that church. Um, I don't think I was influenced. You know, I actually did like the way that they did things. Um, you know, the women used to sit in the back of the church. The men is in the front. Um, the, the men did everything from the preaching to the singing to the collecting, um, everything of that nature. Um, when us as women, you know, we would go out and do things. We would do things among each other. Um, and I, I found myself, I used to go to like the different churches. Like if there was something going on in the afternoon, guess what? Erica was there that afternoon. And that's something that I have never done. Um, I was just that into it, you know, at that time. So, um, you know, things happen, um, the marriage did not work out. Like I say, it was like a three month marriage. So that's why I say that I don't claim it, but I have to claim it. But just know that, um, you know, I was smart and I got out of it and I never went back. So with that being said, with the Church of Christ, um, I remember the pastor, I'm not going to call his name, but he was always a great guy. He was always nice. You know, him and his wife, I respected them. And I remember before 
us getting married, he actually counseled us. And um, at that time, you know, I felt that I couldn't really say anything. I couldn't say how I felt, you know, within that relationship. You know, it wasn't the best relationship. You know, I was young and you know how you be young and young and dumb. That's what I call it. And you think that you're in love, but you're really not in love. And uh, maybe one day I will, uh, you know, explain that to you guys one day. And, and this is why I do my solo dolos, because you can get me on a more personal level. You can really get to know me this way. But um, but after, you know, we had got a divorce and everything, I actually went and I sat and I talked to that pastor. And he told me something that I would never forget. And the only thing I could think in my mind is, why didn't you have this conversation with me prior to me getting married? You know, and it's like he wanted to say something, but he couldn't say anything. But you know what? I believe a lot of times that you will have to go into the fire and get burned in order to feel and realize what you're doing, you know, was a mistake. Or it couldn't have been a mistake. It could have been just something to get you through to your next level in life. And I really believe that taught me a lesson to get to my next level. Um, another thing. Um, and just talking about submit, you know, I think all this stuff can come in many different forms. It's not just in one way. Now, in my opinion, it's how you live your life. And what is comfortable to you. But I also believe that most men take advantage of the word submissive to make their wife less in control. And women, we watch Lifetime. We see it in real Lifetime that there are men who take advantage of other women. Whether it's their girlfriend, whether just a friend, or if it's their wife. That one little word, submit, submission, goes a long way. And all it takes is for you to tell us that we're not doing something right. We're not doing something right for you that we're supposed to be doing then you're going to take us down that road and we are going to follow you. Why? Because you are our men. We expect you to lead us. But as women, we have to be smart and think for ourselves. And there are a lot of women out there who don't think for themselves. Me personally, I am not going to follow a person who I don't feel that can lead me in the right direction. If I feel that you're going to lead me into a ditch full of mud, filthy things inside of it, I'm not going to follow you. I will be very disobedient very quick. You know what I'm saying? I don't play that. You know, at one point in my life, maybe, yeah, you know, I may have been a little naive. You may could have fooled me a little bit, but, you know, I am older, I am wiser, and... It's just not in your girl anymore. I'm sorry. So um, if you thought that you could have fooled me, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> but yes. But um, but yeah, so within the church and everything, you know, with the women just sit back, it was actually kind of fun. It was relaxing because now when I attend the church now, I 
when I hear a pastor tells me, hey, sister, you need to do more in the church. You know, I, you know, how about you start usher, you know, doing more things. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on now. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm not ready for that yet. You know, and a lot of pastors take advantage of women in the church try to get them to do things and they feel just because that is the pastor i can't tell the pastor no yes you can tell the pastor no because for me if i am not comfortable with something you best believe erica aka model e is not going to do it final that's how it goes so women i need you to speak up more if it's something you don't want to do don't do it i promise you it will feel good if you say no (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so you know as women we all used to hang together outside of church you know just doing regular normal church activities and um you know it it, it, it was fun until you know and I got older and I got out of that relationship and then that's when I started seeing more things and then I wasn't comfortable with some things and I'm like okay no this is not for me I don't want this you know and also it was some things going on in there with other folks that I really didn't like and that I saw was going on and I didn't want to go down that same path. So, you know, I, I left, you know, I moved away and, you know, I started my life somewhere else. So when we start talking about submit, being submissive, it comes in all different types of forms. And um, a lot of people can take advantage of that. I mean, I definitely was taken advantage of for that in my first marriage but my husband can't try that now he nah he he know what's up (laughs) hey baby I love you (laughs) all right so but what I want to say is um I submit to my husband I do I do believe in submitting and like I say before I believe in submitting to someone who can lead you down a right path, you know, a path of righteousness, you know, a positive path, you know, someone that influenced you. And I submit to my husband because he is an influencer. He is a big influencer on my life. The things that I do now, this podcast, it's all him. I didn't have no idea of this. I did not want to do this. It, he was a very heavy influence on me. And, um, you know, he's, he's a very smart man. He's very sweet. Um, you can't take advantage of him because he's not stupid, but I get my way a lot of times and, um, I love it and I love him for it. He's a great man. But my question to you is, can you trust your partner to leave? Men, can you trust your partner to leave? Does your partner help you or hurt you these are the most biggest questions that should be asked in every relationship before you get into a marriage can we trust each other can i trust you to lead and um but there are some who can't trust their woman to lead a business conversation at a table and You know, my husband and I, we talk about this a lot. You know, he always says that if we are having a business meeting and he has to get up from the table and leave, he wants to make sure that I can carry on the conversation. And you know what? Mrs. Jones can carry on that conversation. Mrs. Jones is going to close that deal. Guarantee you not. 
<laughs> okay? That's what you're not going to do. You're not going to think that Ms. Jones is not going to close the deal because I am going to close that deal, baby. So I know my man can trust me to lead and I can trust him to lead. You know, that that's what we got. You know, we just two trusted motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> Alright guys, but yeah, you, you get my drift. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, but see y'all making me go all of subject here. But um tweet me, send me a message, let me know what you think about being submissive or submit. What is your definition? You know? Now, marriage is a beautiful thing if you want it to be. Now what comes to mind when you hear marriage? Some people think of it as gaining a best friend and for other people it's just something to do. You know, like some people are in it for the wrong reasons. Some people are in it by force. And that's going to go to my next question. And this is a question that I asked everyone on social media that I got a great response from and I love it. Thank you. Now, when I ask, do men and women stay in a relationship by force? I'm talking about anything, you know, like it, it could be anything by force. It can be positive. It can be negative force. And um, one of the things that um, I came up with was kids. Um, if you have kids, you know, kids, you hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm just staying here for my kids. You know, the kids are young and once they get older, I'm leaving. And, you know, and a lot of times they don't leave. They're still there in the same situation. So some people do stay in a relationship with the kids. Is it healthy? No, it's not. But people do it. Would I do it? I would say if the relationship is bad enough to where it's stressing me out, nothing good is coming out of it then I'm not going to stay in a marriage where I am not happy nor where I am wanted, okay? Um, another one is um, an agreement. You know, you may have to marry for a certain family member. Um, I was once told that a person once told me that they married because their mother wanted them to marry the certain man. And they only did it for their mother, but they really didn't want to marry him. Did she eventually loved him? She did, but it took a long time, but she did it because her mother wanted it. Um, let's see. Convenience is another one. A lot of people said it was for convenience. You know, it's convenient. The system works for us. Without us doing this together... It will crumble. And we see this all the time, whether it's on TV or it's real life. We have a system here and it works. And and if as much as one little piece of thread is pulled from it, it is done. It is over. Um, another reason is financial reasons. You all heard of the term. It is cheaper to keep her. A lot of times it is cheaper to keep her. You know, then getting out there and having to pay spouse support. If you got small kids, you may, you know, end up paying child support. It's best for you to just go ahead and just stay there and thug it out. <laughs> you know, I love being married and I know that I say this and, and I mean it. That's why I always say it. You know, um, I get treated like a queen. He's a family man. 
And I love it. So do you and your significant other love doing things together? Because it's very seldom that we don't do things together. You know, we always do things as a family. And um, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't have a regular conversation with their significant other. You know, a lot of people got to drink and have a lot of people around. Mm -mm. I'd rather not have nobody around. My husband and I are so much alike to the point that it's, it's not even funny anymore. You know, like we know things to do in front of each other that people will look at us like they're crazy, <laughs> you know, but, but there are people out there who, who, who can't even have a conversation with their husband and I can have a conversation with my husband. I can be myself. If you can be by your, if you can be yourself around your significant other, then you got a winner. It's true love. It's true love, man. All right. So my question from Facebook. All right, let's see. So you guys are definitely going to love this. They gave me a, a lot of great conversation. And this was the question of, do you think some marriages survive only by force? What are some things that keep people in marriages? So I have Ms. Zakira. Hello, Zakira. She says, she, she, she thinks that being brutally honest and have a communication is the key. I love that. You definitely have to be honest. Uh, Sometimes brutally don't work all the time. Well, I know for me, you know, I kind of, I be honest, but I take it easy honest. Now, if I feel like I need to get brutal, then I get brutal. But definitely honesty and communication. Um, Dayami says, trust understanding self and your partner and lastly patience you definitely need patience when you're in a relationship um tanisha says um definitely kids um the fear of being alone finances are a few reasons some people stay in unwanted marriages and that's like i said before you know for financial reasons you know I'm comfortable here. You know, we have it good. I really don't have that money. I don't think I can survive on my own. So I think I'm just going to stay here and thug it out. <laughs> That's what I said. And then also kids. You know, some people have a lot of kids and they feel that no one else is going to want them because they have so many kids. Women, I want you to stop thinking like that because it is not true. If you are a good woman and you got well-mannered kids, there's a man out there who will love your kids and take care of them like it's their own. I promise you, there are men out there. So don't think that you will have to settle for a rotten egg because you think you got seven and eight kids. Just as long as your kids are not baby kids, then you're good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, you got badass kids. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that somebody's going to put up with your badass kid. And you got eight. You ain't got two. You got eight. So make sure your kids are honest. You know, make sure they got a little bit of manners. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Okay. So Miss Sandra says, kids, finances, worried about what others think, um, religious reasons, uncertainty of being able to make it alone and to me when I hear the word alone it scares me Sean and I have been married for almost seven years but we've been together for 10 
and I really can't see my life without him. I mean, I know I will be able to survive. E and Friends podcast. It's not a happy life without my baby. I love my baby. Joanna says, I think marriage will last if both partners are on the same page and trying to save their marriage. Now, that is definitely true. You have to be on the same page. One can't want it and the other don't want it. It's not going to work that way. Because I'm telling you, being in a marriage is a lot of hard work. People say it's not a job. It is a job. It's like having kids. It's a job. Anything worth having and wanting, you have to work for it. So you got to be on the same page. Thank you, Joanna. Kiva says money and kids. Definitely. I agree. Camelia, a.k.a. Shantae, says kids finance his family. So we see that a lot of people are on the same page here with kids and finances. Um, Let's see. Um, Maria says, and I love Maria. Maria always give me a long conversation. I love it. I just wish me and her were close enough. I would definitely have a podcast episode with Maria. Maria says marriage is about companionship, growing together in love building a family and raising that offspring with good, solid manners. See, I said manners, culture, and education so they can be good citizens and give back to society. With all that comes the financial responsibility, working to have a safe future with finances. Yes, there are disagreements and et cetera, but there is part of the marriage process to work together and finding solutions. All right, so we got Kim. Kim Renee says that now when she saw the word force on my page, she said the first thing that came to mind is commitment, not anything negative. And remember I said earlier that when when people see the word uh, authority or control, that they think negative. See, a lot of people don't always think negative. So she didn't think negative. She says sometimes the loyalty and commitment to the other person overrides the wants to actually be there so they do their best to make it work okay kim i see you thank you for that response and also we have kimberly timmon and she says when she think of force she think of the old days when they had to marry because of a child being born out of wedlock some people are forced to remain married because they feel that they can't survive financially on their own or maybe their self-esteem is low and they feel that they won't be able to find someone else to love them. <laughs> Hashtag my two cents. No, but your two cents are right. Because back in the olden days, and I like to say olden days, you know, people did, they didn't got married because they love each other. They got married either because they had a baby or because their dad or parents say, hey, I want this meal or I want this pig. You know, it's time for you to get out here and get married. <laughs> I know it sounds strange, but that's what it is. And um, so, you know, yeah, we're all we're forced, you know, and, and also force can be by abusive. You know, we have um, physical abuse. We have um, mental abuse. You know, and a lot of that plays a lot in being forced in a relationship because a lot of times you can't leave when you're in those relationships. It takes time. It takes time and it takes preparation to leave someone who is actually physically abusive to you. You know, you kind of have to watch your steps. Um, 
I had did an episode way, 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 way back during my first time. And, um, you know, I think I might go ahead and do that episode over because it wasn't that great. You know, it was low. You really couldn't hear it. And so I think I'm going to go and I'm going to do that over. But, yes, it, it takes preparation um, when you're in um, an abusive marriage and things of that nature. It is not easy. You know, as we see on TV, we watch Lifetime and, you know, you see a lot of these men that are being abusive. And okay, men, I'm sorry. Men always say that Lifetime movies are against men. And and yeah, I must say sometimes Lifetime do portray that. But a lot of time, men, you got to let us go. If we don't want you, move on and find somebody else. Why you want to try and do harm to us, kill us, and then turn around and kill your damn self? No, kill your damn self first. Yeah, I said it. I can't stand it. Don't do that. If you love me, let me go. Let her go. But yeah, guys, I just wanted to have that conversation with you about, you know, being submissive and, and, you know, being a husband and wife and can you lead and things of that nature. And uh, you guys did very well. And um, before we close out, um, you know, I got to give you some black exclusiveness. You know, we got a we got about 10 black films that's coming out in 2020 that I know, you know, I need to get back into the game and I need to start back going out to the movies, me and my boo and just doing those things. And um, 2020, I'm definitely going to start doing it. So at first we got Bad Boys for Life coming back out. Yeah, we got Martin and we got Will coming back out there and uh, the trailer looks real nice and it comes out January the 17th so um if you're not doing anything go check out Martin and and Will and see how that is and number two we got coming to America oh yeah the sequel is coming back so make sure y'all catch James Earl Jones and and uh, Arsenio Hall. And you know what? I kind of like Arsenio Hall. You know, at first coming up, you know, he was all right. You know, he had his late night talk show. and But, you know, he's actually pretty cool now that he's an older guy. And he looks better, too. You know, the older he got, he looks better. And, um, you know, so Eddie Murphy, you know, put a sock in the jock. I love that part. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. Um, the Banker. Uh, this is with... Samuel Jackson and T.I. So this right here is based on a true story. Um, what it is, is that these are two entrepreneurs who develop a plan to battle real estate inequality and help other black Americans in the process. All right, that looks pretty good. I like that. And you know what? I said T.I. That's not T.I. He looked just like T.I. That's Anthony Mackie. My best so was not T.I. is Anthony Mackie, but I do think T.I. is in um, a new film that's coming up. Um, the fourth one, we have Antebellum. This is another um, a nice little trailer that's coming out. And um, I'm not sure exactly when it comes out, but, you know, it it has your girl Janelle Monet. I love Janelle Monet. She is very dope. Make sure you check that out. At number five, we have Candyman, 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 Candyman. 
Ooh, I don't want to see Candyman in my dreams tonight. But yeah, but this is back from the 90s horror classic Candyman. And this is by your boy Jordan Peele. So yeah, this can get kind of deep. But you know, I'm, I'm all about Jordan Peele. I love all his movies so far. So I'm definitely going to support that. Coming at you, number six, we have Respect. And this is Jennifer Hudson. Um, she is doing um, Aretha Franklin. That's all right. I am definitely open to check that out. Um, number seven, we have Tenet. Now, this right here is a sci-fi thriller. For all of you sci-fi folks out there, this is a sci-fi thriller with uh, Christopher Nolan. Well, this is a Christopher Nolan film. Um, the character is John David Washington. Um, let's see. This is Washington will be taxed to stop World War Three from occurring. So basically that's now, right? No, I'm just joking, just joking. Um, it's unclear of what exactly a tenant is, but maybe that's the point. Okay, so they're not really telling us much, so that means we gotta look at it. And at number eight, we have John Henry. And this is based off um, the African-American folktale um, of the name John Henry, which plays by um, Terry Crews in the lead role. And this looks like um, the original tale centers on a steel driver who won a race against a machine and died with his hammer still in his hand. Oh, wow. That sounds like it'd be dope. And um, also, Ludacris is in this as well, guys. So make sure you check that out. So number nine, we have the photograph. And this is with your girl, Issa Rae. So this is with your girl, Issa Rae and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. And this is about a young woman who finds a black and white photo of her estranged mother and mother's past lover in a safety deposit box after her mother's death. And the discovery of the photograph is accompanied by a letter from her mother who talks about how pictures took up space in her heart instead of people. Okay, this sounds like a movie I will watch because, you know, I love these little love stories and stuff like this. And so at number 10, our last uh, new movie that's coming out, black film coming out in 2020, is uh, We Have a Tyler Perry. Um, which is coming out on Netflix. Um, I think I posted this on my social media earlier. I am definitely interested and ready for this to um, take off. Now, I have said that I wasn't going to watch every Tyler Perry show, and I didn't. I'm proud of myself. Um, I haven't watched The Oval. Um, I haven't watched. It was an older one. Um, it was like like a trailer park thing or something or whatever. I didn't watch that one. I think it's one called Sisters. I haven't watched that either, but I said I wasn't going to watch all of them. And I definitely wasn't going to watch The Oval because it reminded me too much of Olivia Pope and nobody can't take the place of Olivia Pope. I'm sorry, AKA Carrie Washington. So yeah, so the Tyler Perry, um, they have and the have not actor um, who plays Hannah, Friends which podcast. her name is Crystal Fox. She is actually a lead role in this right here. And um, this is about Grace meets a younger man who restores her hope and love, or so she thinks, until their marriage reveals new secrets that led her to commit an unspeakable crime. 
Well, I just hope that he don't be taking all them breaks like how he do on the TV show. Because Tyler is getting on my nerve with that. Like, I'm like, Tyler, come on. These people had these clothes on for five days straight and you only got through two days. But I'm 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 willing to see this. I can't wait till it come. And um, see how y'all easily put me in a rant. I don't like that about you guys. I really don't like that. So please check out those 10 black films, you know, out there in 2020. And I want you guys to, to continue to follow with your girl. Catch me on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the N. On Instagram at ENFriendsPod. And follow me on YouTube. I am trying to get my YouTube up. And I am very much preparing so I can start putting my podcast on YouTube and do some videos. Um, I've got a lot of things in mind um, that I'm working on. Just give me some time. I won't let you down. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this uh, solo solo from your girl, Model E. And until next time, take care and I will see you later. Bye. Oh, catch me on YouTube at Model Erica Model E Jones. My bad.